You're listening to the Cornerstone Chapel High School Youth Ministry. Let's head into the service for this week's message. Luke chapter 6 is where we are in the next 15 minutes that we have. Uh, I'm going to be reading for us Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. Let's pray first. Lord, thank you for offering us everything on this Palm Sunday. We remember as you walked in the streets of Jerusalem on a donkey, we remember your sacrifice for us as you would be led to the cross to die for us. And and Lord, we thank you that the grave couldn't hold you, that three days later you rose again to offer us life eternal with you. Be with us now as we study the Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, Luke chapter 6, starting in verse 46. It's a quick story. You guys probably are familiar with this story. Don't check out because it's a basic story. It's always good to be refreshed on the things we think we already know about. This is called the wise and foolish builders. If you grew up in Sunday school, there was a song that we always sang, and I'm not going to sing it. Luke chapter six, verse 46, Jesus is speaking, and he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I will show you what he is like, I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. So a little context to this. This is called the Sermon on the Mount. It's become a very biblical term, the Sermon on the Mount but it's a very easy biblical term to understand. Jesus is preaching a sermon on a mountain. That's why it's called the Sermon on the Mount. This passage is also uh, spoken of in Matthew's Gospel. And Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount and he starts us off with something called the Beatitudes. Another biblical term, like what does that mean? I'll explain in a little bit. Jesus starts us off with something called the Beatitudes and this is a very, very long sermon that Jesus presents his disciples. And when I say disciples, I don't mean just his 12 followers. I mean his disciples at large, those who believe in Jesus and have started to receive his message and start to follow Jesus. So Jesus is giving what's called the Sermon on the Mount, and he starts off with the Beatitudes. And Jesus says, these are the Beatitudes, and literally it's an attitude on how to be my follower. That's why they're called the Beatitudes. And adi- how should our attitude be when following Christ, when being a Christian? And so Jesus starts them off with the Beatitudes when he says, um, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted and he, so on and so forth. Those are called the Beatitudes. If any of you are interested in planes or aspire to maybe be a pilot one day, you will know that in each aircraft there is something called an attitude gauge. 
It's literally, literally called an attitude gauge. And that attitude gauge in the aircraft informs the pilot um, of how he is in relation, how his plane is in relation to the horizon, how his plane is in relation to the horizon line. And on that attitude gauge, there is a dot. And if he's flying nose up like he should be, the dot will be just a little bit above that horizon line. If that dot is below the horizon line on his attitude gauge, that means that his, the nose of his plane is pointing downwards to the ground. That is not where you want to be as a pilot unless you are attempting a landing. And so Jesus presents these beatitudes and he says, this is your attitude gauge. And so as we read this Sermon on the Mount, as we read God's Bible, we will then use it as an attitude gauge and we will say, okay, as I read this, is my life matching up with what I read? Therefore, the nose of my plane, the nose of my life is pointing towards the things of God and looking towards the things of the Father. If I read this and I look at it and say, my life doesn't really match up with what Jesus is preaching here, we will then use that as an attitude gauge to then determine the nose of my plane is not on the things of God. The nose of my plane is looking on the things of the earth. The nose of my plane is looking on the things of my flesh. And therefore, you are in possibility to come to a crash. So that's where we are in reading Luke chapter 6. Jesus is talking to his disciples at large, saying this is how you should behave. This is, this is how your attitude should reflect your walk with me. And so let's take a look at this passage, The Wise and the Foolish Builders. I'll summarize it for you because it's just a few verses that we just read. The person who hears Jesus' words, Jesus says, if you hear my words and put these words into practice, you will be like one who digs a huge hole and builds your building on a firm foundation. If you hear my words, you put them into practice, you are like a man who builds a house on a firm, strong foundation. And then likewise, he says, however, if you are a man who hears my words but doesn't do anything that I say, you are like a man who's building your house on sand and it's gonna come to a fall. If you hear my words and don't put my words into practice, you are like a man who's building the house of his life on sand, and it will surely eventually fall. Like I said, this is also in Matthew's gospel, and Matthew gives a little bit of detail, and he says that Jesus says, my, the hearers are the builders. Those who hear my words are the builders. And so we are the hearers of this message that Jesus has preserved for us today, and so we are the builders. But what are we building? The building is our lives. So we are the builders and we are building our lives. And then he talks about these rains and these storms that produces floods that come into our lives. These are the tests in our lives. What rains, what storms, what floods have you lately experienced that have been testing your faith, that have been testing your walk with Jesus, that have been testing that foundation? And then God's word, Jesus' words, he says, are the solid rock, are the foundation of our lives, are the foundation of our building. 
So in the last few minutes that we have together, I pose a question to you. What is your foundation built on? Simple question. What is your foundation built on? And if I can maybe provide a better answer for you, I'm going to pose the question, what in your life, if it were gone tomorrow, would make you crash? Just picture that for a second. What in your life right now do you so highly depend on that if it were gone tomorrow would make the building of your life come to a crash? A few examples. Maybe you are highly dependent on food. Maybe you are highly dependent on drugs, substances, pornography, popularity. Maybe your dependence is highly dependent upon your mom and dad. Maybe it's your looks, your appearance. Maybe it's your phones, your computers. Have I named yours yet? If I haven't, and think of that thing. What is your foundation built upon? What in your life, if you didn't have that thing tomorrow, would cause your building to waver, to shake? What do you depend on other than God? I want you to mentally capture that and then remove it. Remove it from your building. Remove it from the bottom of your building. Remove it from your life. Are you still standing right now? If you were to remove that thing, is your life, is your building still standing? Maybe your foundation is substances. Your life is so deeply rooted like a tree. The more a tree grows, the bigger the tree gets, the deeper its roots are. Is that substance, is that thing that you're leaning on so deeply rooted? Maybe it's your appearance and your looks. Are you so highly dependent upon how you look to others that if that were removed, say, God forbid, you or I had a disease that maybe caused our appearance to be disfigured or deformed, and maybe if we removed that, would we be able to even live life? Would, be, would, be, would we be able to even live life for the Lord anymore? Are we so highly dependent upon our appearance and how we look, how we dress? If you were to remove that from the bottom of your building, would you crash? Would you fall? You will continue to be the builder of your life, and you will continue to build upon and build upon that one thing that sustains you. And Jesus is saying, unless that one thing that's at the bottom of your building is my words, and unless you're putting my words into practice, you are building your life on a very sh shaky foundation, on something that will not stand. I was looking at uh, a website called superiorfoundationrepair.com, and it's literally a website on how to build a strong foundation if you were ever to build your own house. And he said the five most important things on making sure that you have a strong foundation, I'm just gonna give you three of those five. He says number one, perform a soil evaluation. Perform a soil evaluation. Is God working with soft soil in your life? Is the heart, is your heart 
moldable and malleable? Is the soil light and easy to work with, to dig that deep hole that Jesus is talking about? So that God's able to build that firm foundation in your life. Is he working with loose soil? Or is he working with soil that's very hard, that's very bitter, that's very angry, that's very jealous? Is he working with hard soil? Is he working with a hard heart where Jesus can't dig deep into that soil and dig that hole for that foundation because your soil's so hard, because your heart is so, is so thick and so hard and so, so firm. We're building a new building up on the church property and Pastor Andy, who's over the construction, says that during that, that uh, a few weeks where we had that snowstorm and that really cold winter, the construction workers, the builders, had to take, take a few days off that they didn't have planned because the soil was too hard. You can't put a firm foundation, you can't dig a deep enough hole to lay a good foundation if that soil's hard to work with. And so they get their best work done when it's summer, when it's spring, when that soil's not hard, when that soil's very light and easy to work with. How's your heart? Is God able to dig down deep into that soil because it's light and it's teachable? Are you teachable? Or is that soil very hard? Number two, he says, incorporate proper drainage systems before you lay a foundation. Incorporate proper drainage systems. What drainage systems have you placed within your heart to discern, no, that's not what the Bible says. No, that's not what the Bible says. I'm going to drain this out of my heart. I'm going to drain this out of my life. I don't see that lining up with Jesus' teachings. Have you placed in proper drainage systems to feed out and weed out what our culture is saying? No, this is what's right. But Jesus says, no, my word says something different. Do you have proper drainage systems? Are you able to feed stuff out of your foundation that doesn't match up with God's word? Number three, he says, and lastly, inspect your foundation yearly. Inspect your foundation yearly. When's the last time you've inspected your foundation? Because a lot of times things creep in from the outside that possibly could corrupt your foundation. Have you inspected your foundation regularly? Have you inspected your foundation? Have you read God's word and have you prayed and said, Lord, I hope my foundation is on a solid rock. I don't want my foundation to rest upon what I'm hearing from my friends, what I'm hearing from culture, what I'm hearing from school that's contrary to what your, your Bible says. And so have you inspected, have you evaluated your foundation regularly? We need to be constantly evaluating our foundations in order that God might strongly establish what he wants us to do in our lives and therefore have a strong, sturdy building, a strong life because our life isn't based upon, isn't founded upon, isn't established upon anything other than God's word and not only God's word but doing what it says. Both people in this story hear the words of God. Both the person who builds on a solid foundation and both the person who builds his house on sand, both hear the word of God. It's not only hearing, though. He says, do you do what it says? Do you put my words into practice? That is building your foundation on a solid rock of Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for what your word says. 
Lord, and I ask that your Holy Spirit would now come upon us, that we would not only be hearers of the word, but doers. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross, Lord, as we remember your crucifixion and your resurrection. Thank you for giving us life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For additional teachings and to learn more about the Cornerstone Chapel Youth Group, visit us online at cornerstonechapel.net.